Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 101. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through with uh, technology and other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, January 30th, 30th 2020, 2020. Either way, uh, visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or uh, leave any feedback. Uh, you can find everything there at pixelswim.com. So yeah, with that uh, out of the way, let's dive into the show. Uh, just first a couple quick notes here. Uh, it might be a little bit of a shorter episode today, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the first thing is that I was sad to hear that the Mobile Tech Roundup podcast had come to an end after jumping up to their 500th episode. So just a shout out to to them over there, uh, to Kevin and Matt, uh, Kevin Tuffle and Matt Miller, uh, who have been doing that podcast for a long time. I've only gotten into it in the last couple of years, uh, but I uh, really enjoyed it. So those guys have been doing it for a long time, almost 14 years. So <laughs> good for them. A very enjoyable podcast. I'll definitely miss listening to it. Uh, I can totally understand why they uh, decided to kind of end the show. I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. Uh, they've pretty much been committing their Saturdays, uh, you know, outside of their families <laughs> to have to to sit down and record that. I know they enjoyed it. It was fun to listen to, but uh, yeah, all the best to them. Um, I was just glad that that, uh, that podcast uh, existed. So yeah, uh, kudos to them. All right, and just a quick correction from uh, last week. I think I said that Whatever Works was going to uh, have their 100th episode last weekend, but it's actually coming up this weekend, so watch out for that. Uh, I kind of corresponded <laughs> my 100th episode with them, but technically it won't be because this is my uh, episode 101 after they, uh, uh, I should say it's being released before their 100th episode, so uh, I guess it kind of correlates with Room 101, so <laughs> it's all still in line. But uh, either way, I'm really looking forward to their 100th episode, so uh, check out the show notes for a link to their podcast again if you haven't listened to it already. Uh, very enjoyable. Uh, their MeWe community is very good. I uh, enjoy scrolling through there because you get all sorts of products. It's not just tech stuff, so it's always fun to to have a poke through there and post anything that uh, you find that's uh, useful or whatever works in your life. So yeah, check that out. All right, with those quick notes out of the way, uh, let's just jump into the feedback from last episode. A bunch of feedback on MeWe. And I'll just say thank you to all these people who basically left the same uh, comment, the, the same idea, uh, congratulating me for my 100 episodes. So thanks to Ted Salmon, Guillermo Ortiz, Keith Bartlett, uh, Frank Neidhart. Uh, also via email, thank you Kyle Helms and thank you uh, Mike Latore who also reached out about that. And also on Twitter, I believe Tom Stewart left a message there as well. So yeah, uh, thank you everybody. We made it to 100, now we're on 101. Let's, uh, let's keep it hustling and a bustling. So on this episode, I'll be going over the following things. First, I'll start uh, with where's my SIM card. Uh, last week it was in the G6. Uh, we'll see where it is this week. But either way, I'll also be going over uh, a little bit about uh, unlocking bootloaders. Uh, maybe a little bit of a rant there. Uh, and then I'll also be talking about uh, how I'm kind of thinking about getting a handheld gaming system. Uh, so I'll go into a little bit more about that. 
Uh, and then I'll also have a box of phones update per usual. And then also I'll, after that uh, makes sense, I'll actually be talking about uh, where I get all the parts <laughs> for these phones. So there's a whole bunch of resources. I'll go over what those are. So yeah, let's start with uh, where's my SIM. Uh, this week it's back in the Moto G6 Play. So yeah, like I said, the LG G6 was where my SIM card was last week. I was just kind of using it for a little bit, but uh, I went back to the Moto G6 Play. Uh, just for battery purposes and uh, yeah the the G6 just uh, yeah you know I just wanted to try it out a little bit again but yeah the G6 plays doing okay it's uh, like I said very laggy but uh, running Android 9 and we'll, we'll see what I do next I guess where where will my sim card be next week I don't know but uh, I have actually been looking a little bit at the Galaxy S9 uh, to potentially purchase because uh, it's the price of it's coming down or has come down quite a bit. You can get one for about $250 in uh, like new condition. Uh, and I know it's not like the S9 Plus. I know the battery life isn't supposed to be the greatest, but uh, it's an intriguing device because of the price and because of the specs of it. Uh, it's of good value right now. I've seen a, uh, there's an Amazon renewed version of it as well. Uh, basically that is in like new condition usually and uh, yeah for $280 you can't really go wrong uh, for the value uh, again the phone might not be perfect but uh, yeah it's one of those that I think I might want to try it just because I you know I, I haven't really had my hand at a, at a recent Galaxy phone uh, Samsung Galaxy phone but uh, our flagship anyway and uh, I do have uh, in my Boxo phones a Galaxy S7 Edge that I could technically fix up, but uh, not exactly uh, the most up-to-date or the most uh, modern hardware. Not that the S9 is, is brand new, but uh, yeah, the, potentially the Galaxy S9, mostly for the size uh, over the Galaxy S9 Plus. Uh, the, obviously, the battery would be better in the S9 Plus, but... Uh, yeah, S9's on my radar. I came very close to, to actually checking out online in one of those, uh, for one of those, for a Galaxy S9. Um, but, uh, and actually, I've kind of been looking at this other website called Declutter. Uh, it's kind of one of those sites where you can buy and sell your, your tech. And so they have a lot of phones and, and different technology on there. Basically, you know, DVDs and CDs as well as... Uh, tablets and 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 phones and a bunch of gaming stuff so uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes I kind of discovered this site when I was looking for that iPad for an iPad for my niece uh, because they do have iPads on here and these are all refurbished items uh, it seems like a decent site I've never actually ordered anything from it uh, if you have let me know uh, what your experience was but uh, yeah it seems like they have all refurbished but in different conditions so pristine I'm guessing is is in like new condition which is uh, kind of what I would be looking at but uh, yeah I almost uh, got uh, a Galaxy S9 off of there a T-Mobile version 64 gigabyte but uh, yeah I'm gonna hold off for now and do a little bit more thinking on it but uh, we'll see uh, but for now this week my sim is in the Moto G6 Play.
All right, so the next topic that I'd like to talk a little bit about is uh, unlocking bootloaders on Android. Now, essentially, a uh, real quick rundown bootloader, uh, in order to sort of root and customize the your Android device to install like a custom recovery to, to flash ROMs, etc., you have to unlock the bootloader to do that. So you can uh, get into uh, sort of fast boot mode and start running commands and stuff like that. Uh, kind of annoying this week is my Moto X4 has just been kind of sitting there, uh, and I thought, you know, hey, why don't I, uh, why don't I root, uh, root that one, or not necessarily root it, but uh, unlock the bootloader, maybe throw a lineage on there, and and see how uh, that works out. You know, there is, I think, there is a version of an officially supported version of Lineage OS for the Moto X4. Uh, but it turns out, and this is kind of my rant, is that depending on what version of a device you have uh, kind of determines whether or not you can unlock the bootloader. Uh, so on this Moto X4 that I have, it is the Android 1 version, and it is not eligible for unlocking the bootloader because uh, for Moto devices specifically, you have to request an unlock uh, or... or you have to kind of go on Moto's site and go through a process where you find where you can uh, enter sort of the device's ID, you know, a Motorola specific number, and it'll let you know whether you can unlock the bootloader or not. And uh, for this Moto X4, I couldn't even get that ID number. <laughs> so, uh, and you you have to get it through fast boot mode on the device um, using uh, ADB and and fast boot on the PC, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even get that uh, ID number off of there to determine whether or not. And then I was kind of reading up a little bit, and it turns out that this uh, Android 1 version of the Moto X4, it, you cannot unlock the bootloader. So essentially, you're stuck with the software that's on there. Because uh, what I was thinking also of doing was trying to find the stock firmware for the Motorola variant of it, not, not the Android 1 variant, uh, because it, there is a few differences between the the Android One version and the the Motorola software, uh, the Motorola software actually one of the things that I liked about the first Moto X4 that I had that was the Motorola version is that you could use the the fingerprint scanner on the front for navigation. Basically, you swipe back or swipe swipe to the right or the left for back and recent apps, and then tap for home and tap and hold to for the assistant or to turn it off. Uh, off the display and uh, that option is not in the Android one version in the Moto app so it was kind of I kind of actually prefer the Motorola version of the software that they put on their phones I don't really have, like the the fact that they kind of hamper the uh, the hardware features a little bit with uh, the Android one version but uh, regardless uh, it cannot unlock the bootloader on this Moto X4 and it kind of it's going to be sitting around for a little bit, I think, and and that one I might potentially move on. <laughs> I don't have a a very uh, uh, much of an attachment to it uh, at this point, but we'll see. I'll give it a little bit of time before I uh, decide to to get rid of that one. But uh, yeah, so and then also the just on this the same subject of not being able to unlock the bootloader that I did get those Moto G5 Plus phones in uh, that I purchased I purchased uh, two broken Google locked ones uh, for forty dollars so one of them was uh, an Amazon version and so essentially I thought I would try and unlock the bootloader on that one as well 
to because I was having trouble uh, getting around the the uh, factory reset protection slash Google lock, and so I. I figured out that I could not, <laughs> that device is not eligible for unlocking the bootloader either. But I was able to get the, at least get the device ID off of that, that one, but uh, to plug into Moto, Motorola's website. But uh, yeah, and it came back as not eligible for unlocking. So uh, kind of annoying. <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's just one of those things where I could you know, take take these devices and kind of use them in a different way if I was able to unlock the bootloader. But uh, it's unfortunate that that's not the case. But uh, I'll talk a little bit more about those Moto G5 Pluses when I go over the uh, the Boxa phones updates. But yeah, for now, annoying uh, that you can't unlock every single bootloader on every single Android device. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's it's a it's kind of a you know first world complaint, but. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. All right, so I mentioned earlier that I'm thinking about getting a handheld gaming system. Uh, right now, I have a uh, hacked PSP 1000. So this is the first generation of the PSP. And uh, essentially, it's uh, it's got a modified firmware on it where you can... Uh, via an SD card load on a bunch of sort of like ISO files that are PSP games and so you can play them off of there. Uh, and then also you can load on a bunch of emulators and play old games if you have a bunch of those uh, files as well. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm currently using as a handheld gaming device. I don't use it super often, um, but I do use it every once in a while, you know, just to sit down and relax and, and play a little bit of, you know, play some games on there. Uh, usually, I think uh, I kind of veer towards Madden NFL 2012 on there, which is, uh, they have this superstar mode, which is kind of fun on there, puts you in different scenarios and stuff. But yeah, there's no TV output on the PSP 1000. Uh, it's the only PSP, I think, that doesn't have uh, output to your TV. So you can kind of output the image and sound to your TV and, and play off of there, uh, you know, via, while holding the game etc but uh which is kind of the only annoying thing about it because i would like to hook it up to the tv you know every once in a while have a bigger screen to play off of because the screen on the psp 1000 is not that great uh you know it does the job it's not horrible but it's uh you know i know there's better out there but uh yeah so i did kind of look at you know potentially getting something else uh and so i kind of went through my options and narrowed it down and narrowed it down a little bit uh just over the past month or so or a couple months i think i've just been kind of thinking about it a little bit more uh you know potentially getting just like a psp 2000 just something <laughs> that was cheap and i could output to the tv but uh, i did you know thought why not go a little bit you know, if you go a little bit larger than that, uh, as far as features go, but, um, so I kind of narrowed it down to the PS Vita, which is, uh, you know, very much like the PSP, but it's the, I think it was the last handheld gaming system that Sony put out. Uh, and so it kind of has a nicer screen and, and outputs to the TV and all that stuff. And, you know, it has, uh, it's just uh, better better hardware as well. And so, yeah, the PS Vita. And I think you can also find a custom firmware for that one as well to kind of set it up the same way as far as 
having the hacked firmware where you can play games off of the SD card, etc. So uh, it would be basically a huge upgrade for from the PSP uh, 1000, which I wouldn't mind too much because I could still kind of keep going on the, the way that I have everything set up, but also, you know, have better hardware and be able to output to the TV you know, and all that. So the PS Vita. And then the other one that kind of snuck its way onto my list uh, after seeing a whole bunch of them over the holidays <laughs> was the Nintendo Switch. And so, yeah, the obviously one of the more popular handheld gaming systems these days. I think it's a really cool setup. I didn't really know much about it uh, a few months ago, but kind of got an education over the holidays as far as seeing you know some family members that have them and uh, family and friends that have them and kind of getting a really good idea of uh, how they work and, and the features of them so uh, yeah, the Nintendo Switch, basically just a quick rundown if you somehow don't know what it is. It's a handheld gaming system, but it has a screen and then it has essentially two controllers that kind of slide onto each side to make it uh, a full uh, handheld gaming system. But you can also slide off those controllers and use them wirelessly uh, and, and also two players. So you have two controllers and you can use them as two players uh, and kind of, you know, set up the PSP and play with two two people, you know, and, and if you're playing a game like Mario Kart, that's definitely great. And the other nice thing about it is it does have a dock that you can hook up to your TV that you just put the screen into. And there's a whole bunch of uh, accessories and stuff, uh, controllers and, you know, like uh, bigger controllers that you can use for it because the ones that come on it, the, uh, the Joy-Cons, I guess you call them, are a bit small. So yeah, uh, either way, uh, it's a, it looks like a really nice gaming system. I didn't really know how good the graphics on it were until the holidays, seeing other people playing it, uh, my nephew specifically, and he uh, was playing... I think it was Assassin's Creed or something like that, but it looked really great. And so he, and he also, I think, had the pro controller for it. And yeah, I've just overall, I was really, I've been really impressed with everything that I've been seeing of it. And uh, also, I've been watching uh, the My Mate Vince channel, and he repairs a lot of those. So I've been getting a good look at the insides as well. But uh, yeah, the, the only thing about the Nintendo Switch is the, you know, purchasing a lot of uh, games for it. And actually, it doesn't even, there is no Madden game for <laughs> for the Nintendo Switch. They have not officially released anything for it. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. And kind of one of the, you know, I, as of right now, it's kind of a deal breaker for me, at least as of right now. But uh yeah, I think the Nintendo Switch looks like a really great system. It's obviously a little bit more expensive, too. I think it uh, ranges around $300, but you get the dock and, and everything with it uh, when you, and I think a game and stuff like that when you when you purchase that whole kit. So yeah, pretty pretty interesting little system there. So those are the, the two that are on my, my, my list right now that I've narrowed it down to and I'm just going to do a bit more thinking on it. Uh, again, that's the PS Vita and the Nintendo Switch. Uh, if you have either of those, I'd, you know, and you like either of them <laughs> or, or dislike or pro, any pros or cons, uh, just let me know. Head over to Pixelswim.com and, and uh, let me know what you think of each of those. All right, so let's go over the Box O Phones update per usual. Uh, I did send out the Galaxy Soul 3 to Mike Latori, so that was on his way to him, so he can try that one out. I did replace the screen on it. 
uh, and that was the kind of the biggest thing before I sent it out to Mike. Uh, and also this week I was trying to work a little bit on the LG Stylo 4. Uh, I kind of mentioned in the past that it had problems with the fingerprint sensor and uh, the, the issue that I was having was trying to get it back together. So the fingerprint sensor itself uh, is adhered to the back panel uh, and then there's also some, some pads uh, that, that touch to the mother, some pins on the motherboard. And uh, essentially it's kind of a, an unfortunate design uh, because the back is plastic and very flexible. And so when I put the back panel back on, even though it's adhered on there very well, those pads don't touch the motherboard pins very well. <laughs> and I think this wouldn't be an issue if the back was glass, uh, kind of like the Moto, or the LG G6, I'm sorry, that has a similar setup with the fingerprint sensor, but it is a glass back, and so it, it uh, more securely and more, is way more rigid, so it doesn't uh, have any flex and it touches the pins on the motherboard much better. So it's kind of a bad design for this LG Stylo 4 because getting it back on and, and properly resting on those pins is kind of a difficult task. And so I kind of sat down with it and tried to figure some figure something out to get that working consistently. Because if I press in on the back panel, literally, I can get those pins to contact correctly and then the fingerprint sensor does work. Uh, and this is all while the, <laughs> while the phone is on, you can have it not work and work, you know, kind of while the phone's on based on whether it's touching the pads. And so you don't have to like restart every time. Uh, but yeah, I'm still working on trying to get that to work consistently. It's kind of unfortunate because it's the one thing about it that kind of keeps me from maybe using it a little bit more uh, myself. But uh, even if I wanted to uh, donate it at this point. I don't. I wouldn't just because that one big feature doesn't work on there, and I, I just have to figure out a way to to get those uh, to get that uh, to work consistently. So, and yeah, unfortunately, the Stylo Four is it's just kind of sitting here right now. I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna keep trying. You know, like I said when I started this hobby, I was just gonna take my time and 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 you know make sure I do things right and and not be uh, impatient with these things. So I'm just gonna keep working on it, see if I can find a solution. So yeah, I was talking a little bit earlier about the Moto G5 Pluses that I got in. Uh, one of them is a 32 gigabyte unlocked version, just the Motorola version. And then the other one is a 64 gigabyte Amazon Prime version. So basically Amazon sells their own version of a lot of unlocked devices these days and it comes preloaded with a bunch of uh, Amazon software like Alexa and Kindle and all the Amazon apps on there. So yeah, I did. I basically I got them in they were both uh, pretty beat up uh, both screens were cracked and so I think I mentioned that last time but I got the a, a replacement screen in just one so I could go, try and go through the factory reset protection bypass on both of them on the 32 gigabyte one I was able to get uh, follow the instructions to successfully get bypass that uh, Google lock and so that one is actually factory reset and good to go ready to to take on a new <laughs> a new google account uh, so that one uh, essentially can needs basically just needs to be put into a new frame with a new screen and uh it should be ready to go uh like i was mentioning with the the 
Amazon version, the, the 64 gigabyte Amazon version, is I wasn't able to get around the the uh, factory reset protection um, because all of the tutorials that I've found for how to do that mostly apply to the Motorola version of the software. And so essentially the everything that's on this one uh, this Amazon version is actually just a little bit different. The version numbers on certain things are a little bit different. Uh, so I can't, uh, unfortunately, at this point, get past that. So it could be essentially useless. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, again, that one I kind of worked on for quite a while uh, software-wise, and I couldn't do it. So I just sort of set it to the side, going to take a break for a little bit and, and revisit it. So uh, we'll see. If, uh, if we can get through that. I haven't found any, any solutions, obviously, yet for it, but uh, hopefully when I go back with fresh eyes, I'll be able to you know, maybe get somewhere with it. Uh, little by little, hopefully we'll get it back up and running. But I did order new frames uh, and new camera lens covers for both because they were both pretty scratched and beat up. So uh, I'll have to, at some point, get another screen. Uh, for the, the Amazon version, but I'm probably gonna wait on that until I am able to, to get the software where it should be. But uh, yeah, so with all of that, uh, that's, that's all for the box of phones uh, this week. But I did wanna go over a quick list here of the place where I've been looking for phone parts uh, because they're uh, mostly, obviously, websites here, uh, but it's not, uh, entirely obvious um, where you should go here and these this will probably mostly apply to here in the US but I don't think that it's necessarily US specific because some of these places uh, deliver or ship out of China but uh, yeah the first place um, this is obvious um, is eBay uh, this eBay is usually where I end up when I need a very specific part from a phone uh, that all of the other websites do not have uh, you can usually find a, a used version of the part. Somebody has torn down you know, a device and is selling it part by part, uh, which is usually not the case with most of these other websites who are selling basically new parts. Uh, and usually when they sell new parts, it's all of the the main components, the screen and the battery and, and you know, stuff like that. So yeah, eBay's where I go for very specific parts. Uh, and then I, I, I have, the next one is iFixit, uh, iFixit.com. And uh, this is where I went for the iPhone 6S battery and kit uh, when I was uh, replacing that in that iPhone 6S. They're not the cheapest place you can go, but they do offer, I, I wanted a quality iPhone battery and I've also used iFixit's uh, teardown guides quite a bit over the years, so I figured I would go back there for that. But uh, yeah, you can find a whole bunch of different parts, especially for iPhones on there. And uh, uh, the next one that I use is called Parts for Repair. That's P-A-R-T-S, the number for repair. And then uh, they are out of China, I believe. They are located there, so all of the parts come out of there. So I've actually looked at this website quite a few times over the years uh, because they do have, uh, they kind of tend to have um, very specific parts for a lot of devices. Uh, not everything, but uh, you can usually go on there and, and find uh, the main components and then a few other things that may not be on other websites. 
you know, like camera modules and, and different, uh, ribbon cables and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, the only thing I think I've ordered from there recently is the glass back for the OnePlus X that I recently fixed, uh, that I mentioned I melted the little plastic frame. So I did get that from there and their prices are usually pretty cheap. Uh, I was like about $6 for that glass back, which isn't bad compared to, uh, other places that I, found it, uh, which isn't a lot of other places, which is part of the, the appeal of parts for repair is that they do have some rare parts that you won't find on a lot of other uh, websites or places. Uh, the next website is called Fixez. It's a F-I-X-E-Z. Uh, this place has a lot of parts for a lot of different devices as well. And uh, I think I got the screen for the Moto X or the Mo, oh, not the Mo, <laughs> so many phones, the OnePlus X. I believe this is where I got the screen. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I got the screen and the frame. That's another one that was, uh, I couldn't find anywhere else on Fixes. But uh, that's the thing about why I'm listing all of these is because you won't find every part for every phone on every website. So you have to kind of look around and, and try and, and see who has what, you know, and, and check each website uh, for pricing and availability. But uh, yeah, that's Fixes. Uh, there's also Repairs Universe. I actually actually haven't used them yet, but I put them on my list just because it's a, a place that I've been checking for uh, parts. Uh, again, all of these links will be in the show notes. But uh, yeah, the next one is uh, called Repair Parts Plus. And this one I've actually used quite a bit recently, mostly for the screens. Uh, the screens aren't the cheapest, but I did uh, find that they are the best quality that I've seen. Now, in the past, I've gone on eBay and found like a cheap screen uh, for something like an LCD display uh, for, I think one of them in the past was for the LG G2. This is years ago. And uh, one of the cheap LCD displays that I got off, got off of there was uh, horrible. <laughs> There's a lot of white spots on it. Uh, and that actually kind of happened again when I got the screen for that uh, LG G6, uh, the silver or the platinum colored one that uh, I bought uh, that had the cracked screen that I pulled the motherboard out, motherboard out of. It, uh, I got a screen from uh, eBay as well, a cheap one. And it actually uh, had whites, uh, just a little bit of white spots on it. But every screen that I've had from this uh, Repair Parts Plus website has been perfect. I got the screen uh, for the LG Stylo 4, and it looks great. Uh, it looks like brand new, like a, an actual LG display. I don't think that it is. But uh, I also got a screen for my Moto G third generation uh, off of there, and that was a really nice LCD display as well. And I've just had really good. Uh, I just I can recommend them for their screens. Again, they're usually a few dollars more uh, than the other websites, but uh, it's they're very good. And then the last place that I, I recently started looking at as well is a uh, wit rigs w-i-t-r-i-g-s and they are out of china as well but they seem to have a ton of parts <laughs> and very cheap uh phone parts um, that's where i got all of the parts for the moto g5 pluses so i got two back frames two camera covers and two uh, sim card trays for those moto g5 pluses all of that for 21 dollars which is 
really good. The back cover or the the metal frames for those was each of those was only four bucks a piece, so really not bad. Now, granted, I haven't gotten those yet. Those will be coming uh, probably at the end of February. And that's the thing is that a lot of these places are shipping out of China. Um, the wit rigs, uh, parts for repair, uh, those places seem to be shipping out of China. And so that takes a while to get over here to the United States. So those are <laughs> repairs that I'm, again, this is where the patience comes in. So I just have to wait for all of those parts uh, to come. But you know, it's a slow process, but the, the pricing, the price is right. So yeah, those are all the places. eBay, iFixit, Parts for Repair, Fixes, Repairs Universe, Repair Parts Plus, and Whitrigs. If you order from anywhere else, let me know. Uh, I know, uh, I think I've come across a few, couple websites uh, like AliExpress and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, if you have a, a good resource, uh, let me know. But those are the ones that I've been kind of checking every time that I uh, need a part for something. And uh, it's been working out well. I haven't not been able to find something. So that, uh, that, you know, it's a good setup right now. And if I can add to that list, uh, even better. All right, so let's wrap things up here on the uh, episode 101 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in. Again, head over to pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you uh, want to visit any of those sites that I was just mumbling about. But uh, yeah, as always, uh, tune in next week for episode 102. Uh, don't forget to tune in to the Whatever Works podcast this weekend and uh, enjoy their 100th episode. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to everybody later. So have a great afternoon or evening or Saturday or Sunday or Super Bowl Sunday, uh, whatever sporting event you're watching while listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. speed.